welcome to episode 63 of Zion's Finest. In this episode, I am joined by Scott Nielsen. Hello. Scott Nielsen is our famous local, our, uh, our, what's, what's the word, what's the word for Scott? He is officially our best local player. He plays top eight in Worlds. He won our last regional. He is going to be giving a report of his recent store championship win. Spoiler alert. He is an, he's an awesome player. But before um, we dive into that, Scott, for new listeners, maybe you want to give your, uh, give a quick introduction in terms of how long you've been playing IA, what you like to play, all of that stuff. Sure. Um, so yeah, I've been playing IA for, I want to say like three plus years. Um, got in right after sort of the first world. Um, we kind of played during that time just as a local group, just among friends, uh, then kind of branched out from there. Um, in terms of what I like to play, um, it's been pretty exclusively Vader Imperials for the last like eight months. Uh, before since that, Heart of the Empire came out. Yeah, since Heart of the Empire came out. Uh, before that, I was running Scum Hunters. Before that, I was running Wonder Twins. So I've 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 dedicated uh, time to each faction. Um, but right now, I'm sitting pretty comfortably in Imperial and will probably stay there for a while. Because you have been, I mean, you you should say you have been a Vader fanboy for a while, even before the fix. You had <laughs> you would you would play Vader lists, right? Like it's not like Vader comes out and Scott's like, oh, I want to play Vader. Like you've been you have been playing Vader for a long time. Well, I have a Vader's my favorite character in media, period. Um, so playing Imperial Assault, it's like, hey, Vader's not good. And then Unshakable came out, and I said, hey, maybe I could make Vader. Because I played Vader in sort of, like, casual games with, like, Matt in our community and Robert uh, in our community as well. Some local players who are also fantastic. Um, but, you know, I said, hey, maybe with the Grand Inquisitor and Unshakable, I could do something with, like, an Imperial Force users list. And, you know, it, it didn't really work out, but I had some fun terrorizing people until they figured out, this is actually really easy to beat if you just kill Vader. <laughs> Yeah. So, but yeah, I love Vader. And when the fix came out, I was like, great. I'm super happy. I finally get to play my favorite character as a competitive version. So, indeed. And I mentioned that you won a regional with a Vader list, right? I did. I run, I won the Utah Regional Blackfire last season with Vader, Palpatine, Double Jets, uh, Double Officers, and Zillow. Okay, and then a few months later, you went to Worlds and you made top eight. What was your Worlds list? Well, my Worlds list was a slight modification. It was Vader, Double Jets, Two Officers, Zillow, Unshakable, Rule by Fear, and sort of the variation was Riot Troopers, regular with cross-training. Yep, indeed. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So with your, your bona fides are established, let's <laughs> dive in. Let, let, let's dive into the store championship. So we had a store championship um, about a month ago. Let's see. Yeah, it was about a month ago at Oasis. That was our first store championship of the season. Mm -hmm. And JK won that with his Scum Hunters. He played you in the final. He did. Uh, I'll tell you what, man, and this is something I'm getting even more worried about with Lothal, but... Price on their heads, Jabba, Celebration, to get 22 points out of Killing Vader is mm. so good. So, so good. It is it is crazy. We've I have seen that. I've never done it. And I've, I, I've actually never seen that in a game that I've been playing. But I have seen that done. And man, oh, live. The prospect of getting nine additional points out of Vader 
is pretty awesome. Yeah, well, and it's and you know when you have the cards that can take Vader down, assassinate yep. heightened reflexes, yep. tools like, yeah, J.K. I think just in that game, um, he uh, I came in for a power play to to kill two weak ways. They were sort of his big damage dealers that were left, and you know I I had the parting blow combo. And I did, it was rough because I did three damage to a weak way with a Vader attack. Whoa! And then I said, well, I got to kill one of them. So I parting blowed him and then he on the land. Oh, man. And I said, okay. Uh, and he, uh, all, all right. It, yeah. And then my Jets did some work, but he just, he killed Vader and he went from having, I think, 18 points to 40 points in one attack. Mm, man. So... Oh, oh man! Well, that's how it goes. But as we, as we will be getting into, you fared, you fared, you you did not suffer a similar uh, similar series of events at the tournament yesterday. So let's get into it. This was the our second sport championship of the season, also at Blackfire, so where you had your regionals win. Correct. So what was your list? What was the field? And let let's dive into it. Cool. So we had uh, nine players. Um, asterisk there. Andrew Pollard, uh, awesome Utah County player, uh, had to drop out after round two. He just was just had some time constraints. Um, mm-hmm. So we had nine. Eight slash eight players. Um, I was running my worlds list, um, so okay. I, I just identical to what I ran at worlds in the previous store championship. Until Lothal comes out, I'm pretty much just going to keep that the same. I don't see any way to improve upon it. Um, and what do you get? Well, actually, we'll we'll talk about Lothal. Yeah, we'll talk about Lothal later. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was running that. Um, there was another Vader player there, sort of a, like a, a teenage kid. Um, Edward, I believe, was his name. Really talented guy. Um, he was running, uh, instead of Unshakable Vader, he was running Elite Riots and Regular Riots and Double Jets uh, with just, okay. with just Zillow. Um, so he was the only other guy running Imperial, and specifically he okay. was running Vader. We had uh, a few uh, Rebel lists. I believe there was a... So there was a Han Dracotta Leia list run by the very talented Mark Duran. Okay. Um, and we had – the rest of it was mostly scum. So Kent okay. Spafford, uh, fantastic guy, fantastic player. He was running the world's list that won world's DTs, uh, IG, Weequay, Hera, Gideon package with R2. Uh, so that's what yep. he was running. Uh, Jerem. Uh, was running. I actually don't know what Jarm was running. Uh, I believe it was uh, Scum. Uh, Andrew was running a Rancor list. Uh, and Aaron. Oh, yes. Aaron Ross, another great player. Um, he was running uh, IG Jabba. So he had sort of uh, come in, you know, melded the two worlds. And I'll uh, go into more what his list was because he and I played against each other in the finals. So when we get to that, okay. I'll kind of go over what he was running specifically. So uh, if you'd like, I can just get right into it. Let's do it. Cool. Um, so my first match was against uh, a guy named Brett. He, great guy. Um, he kind of, he doesn't really play the game very much. He came in, had some borrowed stuff from Gary Taylor, the fantastic cool. proprietor of Blackfire Games. Um, really nice guy. Um and so he came in there and he was running uh, a really interesting list. So it was Dracotta, Hera, Gideon C-3PO, Elite Alliance Rangers, and Elite Echo Base Troopers. 
Interesting. Yeah, the first map was Tarkin Labs. This is my first time ever having played. I didn't get a chance to practice the map before the Sword Champs. So my first game was, the first time ever playing the map was this game. So we're playing the weapons side, and we sort of distribute the weapons as such. Because the map is new, Scott, lay out for us, like, what are we, what, like, what's going on with Tarkin map? Like, what's the point of the mission? Like, what's, like, what are the, what are its main features? It's a new map, main, and maybe a lot of people haven't played with it. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Great to bring up, Kenny. So there's a, a sort of an interesting map. It's sort of shaped like a key. Uh, so at the top, the head of the key are the two deployment points. So the deployment points um, are sort of heavily loaded on, on one side of the map. Um, they're just um, cylindrical, or not cylindrical, uh, rectangular deployment points, just a standard like four by six. Um, and then there is a lane down the middle with four objective consoles uh, that you gain two points for controlling. Um, adjacent or slightly close to each of those consoles are two uh, weapon slots. And this particular mission, you take two of each color of weapon, and you take turns in initiative order placing a colored token or weapon in those different slots. When you retrieve one of those tokens, the figure that retrieves it, when they declare an attack, adds that die to their attack pool, uh, limit once per activation. So this is basically just a super huge slugfest with some objective wow. play that's possible. So... Uh, it is, I'll just say this right now, it never happened, but Vader hypothetically can roll red, 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 yellow. It's a oh, thing. Oh, man. I really, oh, boy. Um, I, I don't think it'll ever happen in a game where you're playing well, um, and I can go into that later if you'd like, but uh, I'll leave that for now. So uh, this was a really interesting map because I wasn't sure how I necessarily wanted to open the doors. I, I didn't know how that interacted. I was playing against... Uh, Brett, who had Rangers and Echo Base Troopers. So in terms of range, I was both disadvantaged uh, up close and far away. I, I didn't really have a, a great way of, of looking at that. I'd never played against him before. So what I did was I took my riots and a jet and an officer, and I moved them to my right. There's a door right in front of your deployment zone, and then a little ways down your lane, there is another door that accesses the central lane. And at the very bottom, there's a large hangar tile that you can just access. So you sort of have a lane, your opponent has a lane, and then there's the large central lane, and you can sort of enter the central lane at three different points, two of which are blocked off by doors. So I moved my riots down and my jet down and my officer down. The officer camped on the terminal, and the jets and the riots moved down to claim objective points and get some weapons. And then I had... Uh, three jet figures, invader, and an officer. Um, due to some nice blocking terrain, uh, my officer was the only figure that was in line of sight to, from his deployment zone. So I said, okay, I'm going to open the door and I'm going to push Vader out of line of sight of any of his attackers, sort of up a little bit closer in the area. Uh, he sort of opened some doors. We, you know, uh, play around a little bit. I claim a green token with a riot and a red token with my jet and get some positioning out. Um, and all that he's able to accomplish in the first round is right before we go, because he has six activations, so I'm getting final activation uh, in the round, Oof. which is which is rough for... An, that is rough. Yeah. 
Um, so he's able to kill an officer of mine with a regular uh, elite ranger attack, non-focused. Um, he didn't focus any of his rangers in the match, which uh, we sort of mm-hmm. talked about after the match. Is like, hey, you know, Dracotta and Hera, you know, they like focus, but your rangers have to have it. Uh, it's yeah, just absolutely. not viable without it. Um, my command card draw was fantastic. I drew Tough Luck, Dark Energy, Parting Blow, Element of Surprise, and Planning. Holy smokes. Uh, <laughs> what do you even pitch there? Planning, I guess? Element of... No, you do, You never pitch planning. I always... I am, As a rule, if Tough Luck or Element of Surprise is in the hand, I pitch those. They're... You, really? Yeah. I've, I've, I consistently will make that choice. Um, for example, my thought... I pitched Element of Surprise in that scenario because... Um, my thought was it's a little bit more conditional and Vader doesn't need to remove a die and the jets can attack things that have lower health. Tough luck can save me on a ranger attack. Yes. Um, so that was sort of my decision making. You keep planning because I played panning and drew, I drew take initiative and negation and parting blow Mm. at the end of the round. So it was, it, it played out. I had, you know, seven cards going into, you know, going into it, but uh, basically I, uh, had the combo came in and I killed a ranger and an echo base trooper, uh, functionally just at the end of the round came in, put some damage on Dracotta and we started the second round with him down two troopers and me down an officer. And I had claimed two objectives. Uh, he, he, uh, he'd put about six damage on one of my jets the, this jet had a red token. And so I said, okay, uh, I need to go first or else that jet will die. I had to take initiative. He did not have negation. Put it out there. Um, my jets came up, did an insane amount of damage because it turns out if you add a red die to a jet attack, it can suddenly do eight damage. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and killed an echo base trooper. Put a, And then the other one put some damage on the other ranger. Um, from that point on, uh, it got pretty, uh, rough. Vader put a bunch of damage on Dracotta, got Dracotta up to two health left. Uh, he ran Dracotta away to be with Gideon, Hera, and C-3PO, all adjacent. And, uh, say it with Mm. me, Grenadier. Yes, indeed. Rolled two damage, blew Dracotta up, put a bunch of damage. I, I killed... So I killed every single figure on the map except Hera because I got to 40 points without killing her and I had lost <laughs> and I lost an officer. So um, I will say that the die rolls were in my favor. He had a focused Dracotta shot against Vader and I rolled six block and he dealt one damage. Oh, oh that's a feels bad, man. Yeah. So uh, great game. Great, great player. Uh, I think I just drew what I needed was a little bit more familiar with with how the game works in terms of you know what things can do. I think he he was aware of like some of the things, but I think um, having never played against Parting Blow Vader, uh, yeah. there was some definite uh, <laughs> there's a definite learning curve. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah. So my next match was against Kent Spafford, one of my favorite people, and yes, we were indeed. playing on Uskru with the stashed um, uh, mission or like the, you know, where you claim the, you know, you have to control the points. Um, This was a really interesting 
uh, match. It ended in about 15 minutes. Um, this was against the world's list. Kent had never played it before. He had, I think, maybe played Uskru once. Um, okay. And there was a pretty critical decision that I was able to capitalize on. Um, okay. So we both sort of posture round one. He brings IG up along the side. He's got his weak ways up. He takes the uh, top side, uh, the diner side that is uh, the blue interior space that has the middle section, the fountain, or I guess the cross section uh, that is the blocking train. And I was on the southern side. I move my jets up on either side. I move my riots up on the side. And I move my officers up. And Vader is sort of camping on the right side of my deployment. Um, so that he can go either way. Uh, round ends. And he gets to choose which door to open. So I've got my door in the middle and my door on the left. He's got his door in the middle, his door on the left. I want to open my door in the middle. And I'm like, okay... Yeah. That'll force him to open one of his doors. It'll protect my officer from IG. Kent opens my door in the middle. And I go, hmm. okay. So at that point, he has IG and he has a Jawa in his open lane. And his Weequays are all are behind these two other doors and all of his okay. other stuff. So I open my other door. And make it so that his other figures will not be able to attack anything in the next round. Mm, man. So I decide to take a little bit of a risk. Vader moves. End of round and force chokes IG. Puts three damage out on him. Uh, I will say in this match, I drew the exact same hand as in the previous match. Oh boy. Toss the same card. Uh, <laughs> drew take initiative again. Took, took initiative. Or I took initiative again. Uh, and very first thing I moved for played face to face and with two attacks, a particle combo, I killed IG. Oh man. So 12 damage. I think I kind of overdid it even. Um, so basically the very first thing that happened in the game was IG died. Uh, no damage mm -hmm. on any of my list. And I just said, okay, I win. Like there's, yeah. there's no coming back from that. Uh, no, no. Uh, the rest, and then the rest of the match was my jets came up. He got some shots on the jet off um, with his weak ways, killed them. I killed the weak ways, went up to 40 points. Um, so very quick game. Um, we actually went and played another game that is was far more interesting and uh, good. I won't go into that one because it wasn't official, but um, just a situation where a great player was in a very unfamiliar territory. And yeah. I got super lucky, drew exactly what I needed. Um, uh, yeah, so my third match um, was against Dorothy Duran. Um, she This was her first tournament, but she is fantastic. I actually teased her a little bit because she said, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm not very good. And midway through the match, while I'm like, you know, in this very intense match, I'm like, hey, why would you lie to me? You're great at this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's 2-0 and at this point, right? So yeah. So she's clearly got something figured out. Yeah, she might have been 1-1 one and because one, I might have been playing down, but I actually think she probably was 2-0. and oh. Actually, she she was she was 1-1 one and because one she had lost to Aaron. But she's it was oh, a okay. it was a good game with Aaron. And this was okay. this was my hardest game so far. So she was running okay. IG, Weequays, Vinto, Onar, um, Hera, uh, C3PO, Gideon. Okay. Um, 
So like a modified scum hunter or a scum hero list. Yeah. So she's not running Greedo. Um, but other than that, um, but she's got like Vinto in there instead and she doesn't have devious or black market. So okay. we're, we play the other side of Uskru, the priority message droid. And I go, okay, I'm at a disadvantage immediately. Uh, cause she's got a ton of range and I have no range. Yeah. So we posture up, you know, I do exactly what I did in the last game. Jets on one side, jets on one side. Vader on the right side for my deployment zone. I had the same deployment zone um, as the previous match. Officer on the side to get the terminal. Uh, we just position round one. She focuses and hides weak ways. Plays really conservatively and really intelligently to the point where I'm like, are you lying? Are you trying to hustle me right now? Because like, Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are you like, oh, I'm not very good. I'm actually going to play this map really well. She opens the door for my officer. Um, and I opened my other door. So interesting is in the other match, both of her doors are closed still and both of my doors are open. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's more on her terms than it was on Kent's in his situation. Uh, so I say, okay, the only target that IG-88 can meaningfully attack is my officer. I don't want to just lose my officer. I'd like to make IG have to commit to come get him. So I just move my officer two spaces away out of line of sight. Uh, and, you know, then the stalling games begin. Uh, she activates, uh, you know, like some focusing things. I activate my other off, uh, my riots. I intelligence leak. Uh, she has tools, uh, for the job and three other cards. I say, okay, I'm going to get rid of tools. I'm sad I don't have blaze. I verbally say to her, oh, I was hoping to catch your blaze for glory. And she, uh, being a sweet, honest person, says, oh, I don't have that card in my deck. And I go, oh, no. And I go, okay, good to know. And like, and her husband, Mark, is like playing the game. And he's like, no, 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 you don't have to tell him that. And I was like, yeah, you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> you, you shouldn't tell me that. Yeah, and Jerem is playing next to us. Well, and he goes like, yeah, that's, that's what she wants you to think. She really has it. So just be careful, Scott. <laughs> So uh, I've got rid of tools, and I see that she has, like, extra protection from Onar, uh, his card, and now I know she doesn't have Blaze. So I'm like, that's good to know. Yeah. So then we move along, um, and I say, okay, I can't stall out because I need my uh, jets to be able to attack IG when he comes out. So I have my officer move my other officer back into the next to the terminal because I need those cards. Uh, and IG just comes up and one shots him and from like farther range than he should have, uh, and, uh, moves back into safety. And so I'll go, okay, well I'm actually down now. That's not great. Um, so then I sort of, uh, move my one group of jets and my other group of jets say, well, Onar is behind IG at this point. They're in sort of like that little corner. Um, up up in the top left from my perspective and I say okay I'm making a two die attack against either IG or Onar I think I'm going to just attack Onar a couple times um, just because you know I'm, it's, it's six range but that's better than with no die but that's better than five range with plus one block and a die yeah so, yes so two attacks into Onar one doesn't make range the other one does four damage move back control the terminal with my jet the other day just sort of sits. 
Uh, we get down to the end of the round. Uh, I just have Vader left, and she just has Hera left, who won't be able to access Vader. Uh, so I double move Vader to be within two of IG. Uh, and th at this point, he'd also be adjacent to Vinto and Onar. I have my parting blow combo. I actually have two parting blows. So I'm like, I need to be able to kill IG-88 and I need to be able to, um, you know, be able to parting blow Vinto or Onar or something. So I say, at this point I'm down, uh, I say, I need to kill IG-88. I have take initiative. So I'm going to see if I can take initiative the third time in my third game. Uh, and I say, if I don't kill IG-88 in one go, I will lose this game. Yeah. Because Vader is going to take an attack from Onar, two attacks from IG, and two attacks from Vinto. And then I'm going to have two focused hidden weak ways. That will be able to either attack my jets or attack Vader. So I'm risking a and Onar and Onar has got his card in hand. So you're going to be taking even an additional attack from Onar. Well, only if I kill something. Okay. Right. So because his his card basically says if someone dies, you can move up to two spaces and make an attack. No, it's if a figure within uh, takes three or more damage. That's not correct. You can move two spaces. Onar's card. Oh, is it three or more damage? Yes. That's right. That's right. I thought it was, for some reason, it was if he's killed. You are correct. My apologies. Yeah. Um, no worries. Anyway, so end around, I move Vader in, and I think I say, I'm going to force choke. So I force choke. I either force choke attack, I can't recall. Either way, it's three damage on IG. Uh, so then I take initiative. I get it. I activate Vader. I attack IG. Uh, she rolls three block. Oh, boy. I roll seven damage on the dice. All damage. Uh, no surges. Yeah. Um, I re-roll. I re-roll into a uh, one surge on the yellow. So I pierce three, and it's six damage coming at uh, one block. So I deal five damage, put him up to eight. Uh, and he doesn't have... Has he already used Onar's get down ability at this point? Did I miss that in the sequence, the timing sequence? Oh, yeah. Uh, so she had used it at the end of round. It was an end of round attack I did, actually, now I think about it. Okay. And she used it during the end of round attack. Okay, okay. Right. So then I say, okay, I have to deal seven damage. I deal, I pl play the combo. Um, I use looking for a fight to gain an extra token, do the attack. I do exactly seven damage to IG88. Oh, boy. Um, after, oh boy. uh, so kill IG-88, I say, okay, cool. I'm still in this, but I'm about to take a lot of attacks. Um, so Onar does extra protection attack, uh, hit and he's focused. I think he's focused. So he hits me, puts four damage on Vader. Uh, Vinto then kills a jet and puts two damage on Vader. So Vader's up to, has taken six at this point. Uh, then I move my jets up to uh, kill Onar before he can activate. I succeed in doing so. Uh, I played Urgency to get one three-die attack, and I had the other one do a two-die attack. I was able to do the remaining 11 damage between those two, luckily, mm -hmm. uh, because he didn't have the get-down ability. Uh, her jets, or her weak ways, then come up and kill my jets. Uh, two jets, and then... Uh, she sort of moves some stuff back. End of round, Vader moves up. Uh, the, fo the following round, uh, Vinto comes up 
and uh, I have one full health jet left and a jet with uh, five damage on him left. So Vinto just double shoots, bolt slings, and one activation kills both my remaining jets. So at this point, mm-hmm. I've got some riots who have gone for her terminal and have hit her Jawa. And I've got Vader. Uh, I've scored uh, 12 points from the droids. I am at, uh, or I've, I've scored some points from the droids. I'm at 30 points. At the end of the round, I'm going to score another droid. Uh, she's going going to go up to, by 12 points, to up 30 at the end of the round. So it's going to be 36 to 30. So it's very close. Um, I go in She had with Vader She had and play face-to-face to be adjacent to Hera and both of her weak ways. She, the only okay. figure she hasn't activated is Hera. Attack her, and I roll max damage. Three damage, three damage, damage, surge, surge. She plays on the lamb. And I say, okay, I wanted to kill both weak ways this turn, but I'll parting blow on Hera. Parting blow okay. on her. Deal exactly five damage, which is exactly how much she has left, and kill her. And then end of and then um, I'm stunned, and I force choke a weak way. Uh, finish it off. Yeah. Well, uh, he's full health, so he takes two damage, and she pitches oh. a card. Okay. Uh, then it's I have an officer left. He makes a shot against the Ijawa, doesn't kill him, and unshakables. Uh, Vader. So Vader is no longer stunned. And then end of round happens. I score the six points, go up to 36. She goes up to 30. And I do an end of round tack on the damage weak way. Two red. I roll two damage and two damage in a surge. Guaranteed five damage. And I win the game. Awesome. Yeah, she's fantastic player. For her first tournament, I think she ended up taking uh, is either third or fourth like in a in a game with like some top-rate players like absolutely did she beat mark in her placing i think she did i might be incorrect yes i ended up i ended up giving her my uh my dial that i got for the match because it's like you were so good like i just wanted her to have it so uh awesome she um yeah such a such a good game and uh, honestly i'll totally admit there that i i took a risk that paid off but if that hadn't paid off I probably am not making it out of that that situation. Um, it would either be a lot closer, or I would definitely lose. <laughs> yeah, indeed, the def you're, you would have been punching from a deficit as opposed to punching from like an equal spot. Exactly. So um, it was basically the day of make sure IG dies. That was my strategy. Yes, I was indeed. I was channeling you at Worlds, and I was pretending IG was your Vader. Ah, there you go. <laughs> So, final match is against Aaron Ross. Uh, so, Aaron is running IG-88, Weequays, uh, Onar, an Elite Jawa, because he loves them and he's his favorite figure, and he was rolling four dice with them all the time. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, C-3PO and Greedo. So, okay. no care. Interesting. Yeah, no care package. Uh, I mean, he's got half the care package from the Jawa, but no Hera, no Gideon. Yeah, indeed. So we, the final one is on Tarkin. So in, in this scenario, it's sort of the same what I described. I had the opposite deployment point in this scenario. Uh, this mission, the way that it works is you have the main lane has the four consoles, and each console has a different color. Uh, and you have some tokens on the side. 
Uh, you place a strain on one of the terminals. It's the red one is the way the mission starts, which is sort of the um, lower central position on the map. When you have a figure enter that space of the console, you gain two points and you flip another token and the strain moves to the other console that corresponds to that color. And then okay. rinse, repeat, lather, right? Toward two points. I was sort of skeptical about it as a mechanic. I was like, it seems like it'll just be something people ignore while they kill each other. It actually wasn't. It was a great mechanic that really made the game interesting. And I ended up scoring like 10 points from objectives. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So uh, I will say, spoiler, five figures died in the whole final match. Whoa. Yeah. So that is that is not what you expect with a IG versus Vader game. <laughs> yeah, um, we played uh, me and Aaron because we, this is a map that we're not super familiar with. It's our second time each playing Tarkin in a scenario we've both never played against you know very big figures. Uh, we both played very conservatively. Uh, I I was mostly responding to Aaron and and some card uh, situations, but I'll kind of get into that. So. Uh, he sort of places Jabba in the back, and then he's got Onar and IG close to the door, and he's got the weak ways, and he's got uh, C-3PO sort of headed down his lane. I have my riots, my officers, and my jets headed down the lane. I have an officer invader, and I've got like one jet adjacent to the door and one of the officers adjacent to the door. I'm thinking, I'm not opening my door. I don't want to leave that for, Va for IG and Onar to play me at range. Uh, so we're going to go with it. Um, first round ends up being really interesting. Um, move my officer down, open the door, order a, a riot, um, and, you know, play planning. Cause I drew planning element of surprise and tough luck in every hand that game. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, I just got, I got, it, it convinced me that if Vader gets the right card draw, Vader is unstoppable regardless of what you're playing against, except for spies. Yeah, indeed. Because they mitigate that thing. Downside is I don't draw any parts. Uh, sorry. Uh, I don't draw any parts mm -hmm. of the combo. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, Vader has to play more conservatively because I want the combo. I want to come up and I want a one shot IG. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I sort of move everyone into my the middle lane. One of my riots claims the red objective. I get two points. It moves to the yellow. The yellow is at the top most behind the unopened door that I have and the open door that he has. He is focused Onar and he is focused uh, one of the weak ways. He's hidden the weak ways. Uh, and I've sort of moved all my guys in the middle. I have Vader and an officer. Um, and I open the door with a jet and I move the jet away. So I'm just like, okay. jet's going to open and move the door. So right now it's basically he's got an Onar and he's got an IG who can see my, if they move, they can see my officer who is blocking for Vader. And it's it's a not a bad range, um, not a close range by any means. And I say, okay, I'm opening this door because, you know, he's not opening his other door and he's not moving in range. He's got Greedo all the way at the southern end of the map uh, going for the very bottom where I'm going to meet with Jets. And I say, okay, I want to see what he does with IG and Onar and then I will move accordingly. So he moves IG up and takes a shot at my officer. Mm. It, uh, I believe it's eight range. Because IG has two built-in range. Yep. 
he rolls blue, blue, green. So it is seven guaranteed range. Yep. He rolls seven range. Oh, my gosh. Misses. He's like, this was a blunder. I shouldn't have done this. Um, no way. Yeah. So IG goes. He's sort of trapped there a little bit. He's not able to move away. Um, he gets behind some cover. But I activate Vader, move two, force choke IG, move two back. Uh, yeah. Sometimes people look at me crazy for using like force choke from a distance or not like rushing Vader up. I think you play Vader the same way you play IG. If you don't have Blaze of Glory in your hand, you play conservatively. You take the shots from afar. You put the damage out where you can, and you come in for the power play. No, I was going to say, I, I completely agree with this. I, I completely agree with this. I mean, like, if you're playing against spies, maybe you need to think about getting value without your command cards. But otherwise, you should not be taking unnecessary risks with Vader against... like right Because the mirror match, like, you guys are doing the same thing to each other. Whoever makes a misstep in terms of over-positioning without the ability to capitalize, that figure is the one who's going to get erased, right? Like, you shouldn't plan on your opponent not being able to capitalize on your aggressive positioning if you're not able to get extract some serious value out of it. So I think you're totally right. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then he moves Onar up, claims the objective point. It moves down to the very southern end uh with greedo and my jets and uh, onar starts blocking for ig so that i can't end of round put two more on ig uh so i end of round put three on onar uh draw some cards draw fuel upgrade call the vanguard uh and i have take initiative in my hand uh because oh boy yeah i it, it was a little ridiculous i had take initiative at the beginning of round two in each game Yep. Uh, so I call the Vanguard a jet after fuel upgrading him, make an attack against IG. I could have gone against an Ijawa or IG. I said, I need to get damage on IG. That's what I want to do. Uh, got to do it. I debate whether I want to hit the Jawa or not. And I think I'm likely to kill the Jawa with a jet attack. But if he dodges, then this is completely wasted. So I attack IG. Uh, I roll five damage, and he has four blocks, so I deal one damage, and I think, well, that was a waste. Mm. Uh, mm. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and if I failed on the Jawa, I'd say the same thing. Move him away. I think, okay, the jet's dead. Uh, but I am able to take initiative. Aaron doesn't have negation, so I get it. I activate my blue jets. He runs up, makes another attack on IG, but this time he plays Element of Surprise, is able to put... Um, like four damage on him. So at this point, IG-88 has eight damage on him. He's over halfway done. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, move my jet back, uh, and then my other jet sort of moves into position. Uh, then we begin this interesting uh, sort of dance um, where I've got my guys behind some blocking terrain in this hallway. He's got this closed door where my jets are sitting next to and his weak ways are on the other side of, and he's got Greedo. Um, I move my southern jets to claim the objective and move into position so that they can shoot Greedo um, if he shows up in the middle. Uh, my other jet just sort of moves to reinforce my group. He activates um, Onar uh, because now that I've claimed the point, it moved back up to yellow. Onar claims the point and repositions because he can't get a shot off, so he just sits next to IG um, to give a, a block or anything if he needs to. And Greedo shoots my uh, 
Jet, I roll do like three damage to Greedo. Um, I think actually two damage to Greedo only, and then he one shots my uh, Jet with a oh. with a focus Greedo. I could have pitched cards to keep him alive, but it would mm-hmm. have cost me quite a bit. Um, I wasn't yeah. willing to do it. Um, so yeah, so and then I I move Vader towards uh, the middle to sort of threaten. Um, and I folk and I move him in and, and force choke, uh, Vinto. And I say, okay, Vinto, if, if he lets me force choke and he takes three damage, then I can force choke and then around and kill Greedo guaranteed. Um, or he pitches a card and Hey, he's running scum hunters. I'm happy for him to pitch a card. So he, he chooses to take damage and pitches a card, lose, loses tools for the job. Which never feels good. No. Um, and so right now, basically, I'm I've got all of my stuff in the middle of the map, uh, in the southern parts of the map, and he's got all of his stuff sort of in the area, just right around his deployment zone. Uh, sort of an interesting position. Um, end of round comes, uh, and I say, and he's put six damage on one of my jets. And he's placed price uh, on their heads on him. So this jet is now worth nine points. And because he's got Jabba, uh, currently he's like killed an officer. And uh, I believe he, and he's killed another jet. And he scored some points from an objective. So he's at 13 points. And I think, okay, that's, you know, if he kills that jet, that puts him to 22. I'm at like 10. Uh the round like we only have 15 minutes left in the round we've taken a long time i really i don't want to risk the attacks from ig88 but i think i need to make vader the more interesting target for ig88 so i move vader up to block line of sight with the jet he can be if he's if he's adjacent he can still see him but that would require him to be adjacent um and i force choke rito he chooses to take it two damage and a card, and he pitch it, and he loses assassinate. Oh man! Yeah. So um, Aaron was a little bit confused about how Greedo works because he forgot that he was under the assumption that he would only get his parting shot if I attacked him and killed him. Oh, as opposed to when he is defeated. Yeah, and uh, he didn't have a target at this point in time, really. That it was close, and it's not focused, but. Um, there was a misconception that he had that he was because I said, "Hey, you'll you know we were talking." I was like, "Hey, you'd still get your parting shot." And he's like, "Oh, do you get your parting shot if you die not through an attack?" And I was like, "Yeah," um, and I was like, "Because it wasn't worth it because he basically pitched two cards for no reason." Um, yeah. So yeah, so Greedo now has six his six damage, one health left. Very first thing, I have my combo now, and he's got IG in range, and I say, if I go first. Uh, I'm going to actually. I take. Uh, I misremembered something. I didn't take initiative earlier. He didn't take initiative, so I had take initiative now, and I wanted to take it so I could kill Ig, okay. and he negated it. Okay. Right. So yeah, my bad, misremembering a little bit. Um. So he negates it. Ig goes. Ig shoots Vader. Puts five damage on him. And okay. then he not enough, not enough. Yeah, well, Vader is not taking any, so five damage. And I think, okay, he's going to attack him again. No, he runs him away. 
Okay. And Aaron counts spaces and he says, okay, I'm, he's like, I'm safe. And I think, okay, um, what am I going to do now? Because this is the last round because we have four minutes left. I have to score. I'm at like, uh, you know, 10 points and he's at 13, probably going to go up to 22 when he kills this jet. So what I need to make sure the jet lives, but I also need to make sure the jet can attack Onar because I need to kill Onar. Um, I'm not really quite sure what to do. So what I do is I have my riots go and attack um, uh, Greedo. Now in my hand at this time is negation, parting blow, dark energy, looking for a fight and face to face. So you've got the whole combo. <clears throat> I've got the combo for days. Yeah, and the mo- and movement to secure the combo in order, like you've got all the combo for all the combo. Yeah. Now, also at this point in time, Aaron thinks he's safe. That <clears throat> with IG, with IG, but IG is six space. IG is seven spaces away. With face to face, I can get to him with one card and have the parting blow combo and guarantee kill him. Yeah. Uh, Aaron does not realize this. Uh, he doesn't remember that I have cards that can give Vader movement. But I say if I do that, then I take a focused Onar shot and I take two focused weakway shots. And the odds of Vader surviving that are below 50% as we calculated because he had like heightened reflexes and tough luck and stuff. <clears throat> so not likely. Um, I had cards to pitch, but so I think, okay, I need to stall out. So my riots go and attack uh, Greedo. The first one attacks, doesn't have to kill him, but he dodges. And I, okay. and I say, okay, well, Greedo needs to die. So I play looking for a fight on my other one to have enough movement to get there. I'm like, okay, this is riskier because if you put stuff in position with IG, that's one less thing I have to get to him. But I'm able to kill Greedo. He makes a parting shot that does two damage. Not enough. So uh, I get I go up to 14 points. Um, then... You know, he sort of, like, is trying to stall out. He moves his Jawa up, kills my jet uh, that's worth uh, nine points to him because it's the last in the group. So he goes up to 22, and I'm at 14. I have an officer claim an objective point. I go up to 16. He uh, has Onar claim an objective and move away from me. Uh Okay. So that I, for points denial. So he goes up to 24 points. <clears throat> Onar in the entire game did not attack ever. Oh. And he's focused. <clears throat> so he never made an attack. So then I try and kill the Jawa with two jets. Um, uh, I get the, the first attack does three damage. The second attack kills him, but he plays on the lamb. Moves mm. him up into this little corner cubby. And then I say, okay, I'm, and then I move the jets away so that if the weak ways open the door, they're not going to shoot them because I need to kill IG by before the end of the round or else I will lose. Yep. Uh, he tries to play urgency to be able to see my riot to kill my riot. Uh, I negate it. He has the other weak way, mm-hmm. kill an officer of mine, and then plays opportunistic to run him away so that I can't get to him. And I say, okay, okay I win. Because I have Vader go up. Uh, It's the very last activation. Uh, He one-shots 
without even having to play Parting Blow, IG88. Takes me up to 28 points. Aaron's at 27. And then I force choke the Jawa and go up to 31. And that's the game. Dadgum. So if he would have opportunistic IG further away, he could have secured it. But he obviously was not aware of how far you were going to be able to move. Yeah, there, I, I would have been able to... Well, there's a couple things. Aaron, I told Aaron this. I said this was his game to lose. And if he'd played a couple things differently, he definitely should have won. Yeah. Uh, one, there's that opportunity to play. I could have opened the door and gotten to Vader through that door. But this is what he had. <clears throat> so... He had Blaze of Glory in his hand. What? Yeah, I had lost Intelligence Leak because I had taken a strain from an IG attack. So I pitched the card and it was Intelligence Leak. So I didn't have the mitigation. He chose not to play it because he wanted to surprise me. He wanted me to activate and then have IG go very last thing. Uh. And I said to him, Aaron, you should have played it right after IG activated. Because that would have forced me to move Vader up immediately, and then you get two weak way attacks and an Onar attack to kill Vader. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, so just just like a, a mistake on his part that, you know, wouldn't necessarily have guaranteed the win, but I think it, it almost certainly would have given him the win, or I would have had to do something drastically different to hope to win at that point. Yeah, there you go. And I mean, that's just one of those things you learn with more reps. So, yeah, he's he's been out of it a little bit, hasn't had a lot of skirmish practice. And, you know, like I said, he didn't even realize like he thought he was safe. And he goes, I'm so dumb. I know you have face to face. I know you have looking for a fight. I know you have dark energy. Like I only had to deal seven damage to him. And so, uh, so yeah, so, yeah, it was a great game. And, you know, it's it swung back and forth and. We both said that in terms of luck with both dice and with where the objectives landed, it was really, other than he high rolled with IG twice, he rolled max damage on his dice, like three red, three red, two green, twice. Other than that, no one really high rolled, no one really like was ridiculous, and the objectives landed in our favor, both pretty equally. So, Awesome, awesome. Okay, so store champ win. Obviously, well-deserved. Thank you. Many congratulations. There was no cut, uh, obviously, as you're describing. You went 4-0. Oh, yeah. And so when you've got less than, I think it's 16 people, you just play you know, a set, set number of rounds, Swiss rounds. And, I mean, it functions kind of as a tournament, right? Like, yeah. And set, you know, like what you're doing is you're just progressing up the bracket. So the final game was the championship game. You beat Aaron. You are crowned store champ. How many store championships have you won, Scott? Uh, Two. Two, what was the other one? I actually don't know that I, I don't know that I've actually won another store champ. Cause it was either Yeah, I don't know, because it would have either it would have been have to be the demo one, and I think Matt won that. So actually this is my first store championship win. There you go. Well, <laughs> I mean, obviously you have you have got many wins under your belt. Yeah, I, I I mean I've won many tournaments that weren't official sure. but and regional, but this was the first store champ I think that I won. There you go. Something about Blackfire for you, Scott. I, let's make all our tournaments be there, man. <laughs> well, all right. Uh, Gary deserves that, but well, you won't show up. Oh, the the burn. Oh, uh, for those of you listening, Kenny decided to instead of going to the store champ, that he said, "I want to go to this one to support Gary." He went to play a Destiny store championship, and he won because he's very good at Destiny. Uh, but he just he let, you know what? Maybe I'll go to the next Destiny championship and and you know blow off the next store champ because. Uh, 
you know, I'll be like Kenny. We need. We, we it, mu- it must be clear. I did. I did with with much sadness abandon. Ga- I mean, Gary. So Gary runs Blackfire Games in Pleasant Grove, Utah. He is so awesome. He got us our regional um, this this year, and he really goes above and beyond to support all of his games. I mean, not just us. I know he does a lot to support x-wing when it was going you know and i'm sure he'll do the same when 2.0 is coming out he's done a lot to support legion i and these are just like the ffg games i mean obviously they've got magic and all that stuff but gary is such an awesome guy and deserves all of our patronage but i i have started playing destiny and there this is the only star championship that i was going to be able to go to um it was just you know 15 minutes away from my house so i decided to go to it as opposed to the hour and a half drive to pleasant grove i guess it was only an hour but I did win, so I, I am very, very sorry. Apol- apologies abound. Yeah, except wasn't it, I have no regrets, was the message you sent to me? <laughs> That's right, I sent it to you because I, I, I didn't want to expose any weakness. So Sounds good. But yeah, so it was good time. There you go, indeed. Um, so Scott, now that I've got you and I can bend your ear a little bit, we had Brett on, our last episode was Brett talking about doubt. Now when the doubt was, uh, when doubt was, what's the word? revealed on facebook the slack channel exploded we've already talked about that and everyone who's on the slack channel is well aware of you know everyone who has staked out a strong position has staked it out many 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 times but as a as an experienced like darth vader player i would say you stand to benefit the most from doubt but i'm actually interested to hear in terms of like you know those of us who play rebels and even the people who play Scum are like, oh, this is just way too good for Vader. But we don't play Vader, right? So I'd like to hear right. your thoughts in terms of like what you think Doubt is going to do for the meta. I mean, is it just the, the best thing that Vader's ever seen besides the fix? Like, what are you, what are you thinking? So I, I sort of sit in this liminal uh, area. I feel pretty strongly that the reaction to Doubt has been probably 40% uh, analytical and 60% emotional. Yes. I think people have very strong feelings about doubt. There are people, uh, like the illustrious Hassan Khan and, uh, (laughs) Jake from twin troopers who were like, uh, Oh, our savior doubt. Thank you. May empire reign forever. Screw rebels, screw RCP, screw scum, all that. Yeah. And then there's people like you and Matt and Brett who are like, why why are you picking on the the kid in last place and this is yeah. going to destroy the game and ffg you're a bunch of idiots and i sort of exist yeah our po- our point is uh, maybe not destroy the game but it puts rebels at a severe disadvantage and in the doghouse for i mean there are people who are like really thinking it's going going i don't think it's going to ruin the game by any means but it is going to really shake up the meta it would be right. my, would be how i would describe it and not, and not in a way that I want to see. Sure. And I think for me, I sort of sit in the area of I don't think it will have as large of an impact as people make it out to be. Okay. But I think it will have a significant impact. I, I agree. I think that what you and Brett and Matt have laid out and Brett laid out in his last episode are all accurate estimations. I don't think anything you've said is, is wrong. Um, I think the degree to which it will happen is – I, I'm I'm sort of playing the wait and see game uh, because in my mind, it's 100% true that this just hurts rebels mostly. Yeah. Like it hurts scum, but scum's like, okay, I guess we'll just have to console ourselves with these hunter cards. Yeah, it's indeed. Pretty good consolation prize. It hurts empire in that 
they're going to have tokens and they're going to lose some of those tokens. But like, yeah. Oh no, we lost one token. Like it's not a, yeah, dude. Empire has lived without tokens. Neither of the other factions have lived without focus. Yes, Um, it's true. So, so in terms of you picked a thing that just hurts the faction who's never won a world's, who wins the least amount of regionals, who wins the least amount of store championships, uh, who was built around focus, who really utilizes focus to the highest degree. And you've said, okay, we're going to get put something in the game that everyone can use that will hurt you. And then scum yeah. is going to hurt you too, but you're the top faction. You've won the most stuff and like you're you don't need help and there i think combined with the fact that hondo is the best scum figure i've seen come out for his cost like is his his abilities are stupid good i think i know like like if if rebels were getting a figure like hondo or two figures like hondo i'd say don't worry about doubt they're giving you better yeah. they're giving you better stuff but they're getting Ezra and Kanan who are most people don't feel will have much of an impact and i i think they'll have a little bit more than some people say but i think they will not see competitive play very much other than for people's yeah. aspirations um and then empire like empire doesn't care about tokens but yeah. they really care about a loss of focus um yes indeed where i think people like daniel taylor uh, who we can probably blame for most of the stuff in Lothal or thank, depending on your perspective. Um, <laughs> blame. <laughs> where he's sort of coming from and where what I've sort of been saying is, you know, doubt is not a guaranteed loss of focus. Uh, you're really only guaranteed to uh, probably lose a focus on screw, you know, or, or one where you're setting up and not spending attacks. Um, and you know, it's hypothetically, you can never lose another focus throughout the whole match, or you might only lose one. Yep. However, the important things to remember about that are, one, that means that every other round, Han will never have a focus end of round shot. Just period. He'll never have it. Um, Which really lessens... It lessens his effectiveness by about 15%, which is significant. 15 to 25. Yep. Uh, Rangers are really hurt because... Yes. A weak way attack without focus, just with hidden and hunter cards, is still pretty good. Obviously, they want the the focus, but they have re-rolls. They have hunter cards. And rangers have re-rolls and hunter cards, but they roll two blue. And they're really bad if they don't have focus. So it really hurts Han Rangers, which is the best rebel list right now, uh, functionally. uh, At least according to the world's uh, meta. Yeah, absolutely. And... uh, that that's a that's a big deal and and what uh matt richards in our slack channel a very smart great player has frequently talked about is it's not necessarily about the loss of focus it's about the tempo shift yeah because if you don't have focus to just spend first attack you're not going to then be like oh well i'll just focus him again it's like okay well that's a whole turn that your opponent has to react to you. You've slowed down. The setup you've done is different. Yep, absolutely. So rebels are going to, I mean, and, and here's the thing, you know, rebels have access to doubt too. 
And that's 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 significant. That's that's the thought that yeah. that lists that play against them will suffer as well. Um, and if they're playing against another rebel list, it doesn't matter because they're both dealing with the same problem. And even with scum, they're also losing the focus. Like you, you can still kind of pull up against that. But when either faction plays against Empire, they're coming. They're they're coming at a disadvantage. And I was thinking about this because what I'm excited for to try with Tyrants of Lothal is a nine activation Vader list. Oh my god! So this is Darth Vader, two elite Death Troopers, two officers. The Unshakable Suite, uh, with so Unshakable Zillow, Rule by Fear, Doubt, and Heavy Armor, and then I can either do uh, three, and then I believe uh, three more Death Troopers. Oh my god! So just like regular Death Troopers, um, I actually think I can fit more than that. I think I can do all four, or I can do an officer and a bid. Oh my gosh. And that's nine activations. And I mean, it's a little bit of a glass cannon. Like it's not hard to kill some of those figures. Um, yeah, but that is nine activations and six of the figures give out tokens. Oh my gosh. So that is six tokens around and doubt gets rid of, I mean, that's the scale is just different. Cause if you think about it, if you think in terms of what focus is, <clears throat> is giving is, uh, two two symbols usually. One if you're unlucky, but it's giving two symbols. A token is giving half that if you're taking offensive tokens. Maybe you're taking defensive tokens, but that's mitigating half of a focus, right? So yep. if I think of two tokens as equal to a focus, then six tokens is equal to three focuses, which is outpacing any list uh, in terms of adding outside of deployment factors. Absolutely. So I think... I think Empire uh, comes out on top here, um, but I do feel like Scum, with the inclusion of Hondo, actually loses nothing because Hondo is so good and will see play in every list, in my opinion, especially yeah. points manipulation, which I may run points manipulation because it just looks so good. Um, yeah. I think – give me two VPs or I give you two extra damage. Like that's just – that's yeah. a that's – a, Really, that's an insane. Can you imagine if it was three? If it was yeah, one, I, that's, if it was one, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But two is significant. It, and here's the cra- here's the crazy thing with Hondo is Hondo doesn't need focus in order to have a very strong damage profile. I mean, obviously, you know, give him focus. I mean, his surges aren't amazing, right? So it's like a focus isn't going to do a ton for him. But he doesn't need it, right? And yeah. if you can toss tools on that guy, I mean. Hondo is going to be Hondo is going to hit like a truck. He will absolutely hit oh, like yeah. a truck. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's not a hunter. He's he's a smuggler leader, which those are also great traits, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got officers training, which you absolutely yep. run, and yeah, he's got on the lamb and he's got tools. Uh, Aaron yep. brought up a really great point because in his list, he's like, okay, cool, Scott. I want you to imagine we played that match, but instead of Onar, I had Hondo. And I just, you know, wanted to smack him in the face for saying that because <laughs> it was a disgusting thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, doubt is not going to have as big of an impact, in my opinion, as people say it will. But I think the mm-hmm. impact it will have is significant. And I think scum will lose nothing. 
I think the gain the uh, gaining Hondo and losing focus, you know, one focus run equivalent, right? I, I don't yeah. I don't see it as a loss. I think Empire gains um, flexibility with tyrants with with the fact that they can realistically go up to nine activations with Vader um, or eight activations or you know more than six. And rebels gain nothing of value. I don't see. I haven't seen a card or a uh, deployment or anything that helps rebels more than it helps any other faction, or isn't middling. Yeah, I think if you made doubt rebel exclusive, I think that would be a great way to address that. But it's not so. Yeah, no. And and it, it's clear that, like, the purpose of doubt is to shift the meta away from focus. And this is what um, Rob from Texas, I was whining to him about on the Slack channel. And his thing, I mean, he's a, he's an, he loves Empire. So, you know, he is obviously not taking it as hard as I am. But his point is, they, they need to address focus at some point, right? And so, obviously, that hammer is going to fall really hard on Rebels right now. And you, I mean, you just might have to accept that if you're a rebel player, you're going to have to figure out how to play around doubt. And this is something that I am, I think the next six months of the meta has got to be rebels getting, who are dedicated rebel players is just getting smacked around while they figure out what to do about doubt. You know, it, we, we see if, if there is a way to play around it. And I do, I think there is going to be ways to mitigate it, but it's clear that like, you can't bring the same old song and dance and just play a little bit differently and hope that it works out. I mean, people are just going to... I mean, good Vader players are going to know when to punch that focus from you at, a, at the time that can do the most damage, so... Yeah, and that fact that you can combo tough luck with the deplete just makes oh, yes. Vader even harder to kill. <clears throat> so, yep. yeah, it's... Uh, I, I agree with everything you say. I think, I think the biggest concern, and this has been echoed by a lot of people, is that the release schedule is so inf- infrequent that... Yeah. If we knew in, in six months we'd have more stuff that might help, I think people would be like, okay, let's deal with this. It's going to be fine. We'll get more stuff. Yeah. But I think people yeah, we'll are... just be in the doghouse for a little bit. Yeah, but I think people that are really passionate about Rebels uh, or just passionate about not playing against Vader. Um, Matt, you're the Venn diagram of that. Um, that is Matt. Yeah, I mean, and he's not even super passionate about playing Rebels, but I think he's mostly concerned about a healthy, diverse metagame, which aren't we all? Yeah. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, but, you know, if if this is how it is for the next year uh, after Tyrants of the Law's release, I think, release, I think uh, the meta will get a little stale. I think we're going to see a lot more diversity of scum and empire. And so in that way, yeah. the meta of those – because I was telling Matt this, is that um, when we talk about having a very diverse meta, we, we in some ways we do, in some ways we don't. Because really it's diverse in that all three factions are viable and it's not diverse in that there's only one list that's viable in each faction. And I don't, I don't mean that in terms of like – because I know a lot of people be like, well, I played this and it's really great. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's totally true. But like there is a list that people have found to be pretty optimal or an archetype that is consistently being successful. Han Rangers, Vader Jets, yeah. IG Weakbase. Yeah, see, I would say, like, the, the way to, like, sharpen that point to address concerns is people can take lists that are Tier 2 lists, maybe, or Tier, like, 1.5 lists, practice them, and then take, like, uh, Brandon Kyocho took a non-Vader. He was the only Imperial player in the top four, and he did it without Vader, yeah. right? So... 
Like that is something that we we all recognize, but like the point is that it's clear that Vader is the best thing the Empire has. Well, you don't well, need to take him, but like yeah, when five out of the six Imperialists in the top sixteen are Vader. Yes, right, exactly, that's, that's, exactly. Right there, you go. Right, it's almost like the exception that proves the rule, and so yeah, great point. And so what I think we're we're losing is, I mean, I think CT is a great figure, and I'm really excited for him, and I think he will be a powerhouse. But I yeah. don't see a lot of rebels seeing success, and so, but I so I think we lose one of the factions out of the uber competitive scene. But I see, think we see more f- list diversity in the competitive factions that are there, and and we'll still get some rebels that will see success because they're piloted by people named Kenny, who are fantastic players who create game breaking uh, jank that makes me cry at night. Um, <laughs> but I think for the most part, the majority of things we see will be more diverse scum. And by more diverse yeah. scum, I mean, hey, we maybe don't take Rebel Care Package this time. Uh, yeah, that's true. And uh, I think we see Thrawn Trooperless. I think we see Vader Death Trooperless. I think we see the still unshakable Vader that's being played now. I think we see three or four lists out of Empire that'll be pretty competitive. Although I I, yeah. I struggle to see, I mean, here's the thing: is that Thrawn Troopers is going to be uber competitive against IG scum against rebels, and it is going to have a real hard time against Vader. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, that's what I thought as soon as I th- saw, as soon as I like was thinking about Thrawn. Like you know, we haven't got his um, skirmish card totally spoiled, but just like seeing the control, it's clear that he's going to be bringing control, and I thought that would be a really really cool thing to do. But the question is always, what am I going to do against Vader, right? Am I going to kill him or am I going to be able to get objective points yeah. and kill his company? And it's just not clear that Thrawn I can do that. I think you probably have the, the right idea, which is you need to make Thrawn spies. Because if Vader doesn't have his card combos, I think that's the best way to bring him down. Yeah, I think. I, I hope so. We're the, that, I am, I'm actually going to try that and we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Well, we'll have to practice that, Kenny. I will run Vader for you. There you go. There. Yes, indeed. I know. Yes, what a indeed. sacrifice for me running Vader. Oh man, it's all right. I'm I'm I've been beaten enough by you with Vader that I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm dull I'm dull to the parting blow. So oh. uh, now you know <laughs> but, how I feel about strategic shift. There you go. Fair, totally fair. We what what goes around comes around. Awesome. Well, Scott, we want to thank you for giving your expert thoughts. We want to congratulate you on your store championship win. Thank you. Do you have any anything else before we close things out? Um, FFG release tyrants soon please and then announce your next set so that we can feel good about ourselves yes indeed we do need i have uh i've been opining to ffg that we got to get a little bit more information in terms of like the the thing that is most important about like our ia community is we're doing so great and the slack channel is amazing and it's like like the Slack channel is amazing, but there's so much even beyond the Slack channel, like beyond the Slack channel in terms of people are like talking about the game on the forums and Facebook. Like there's so much going on. And it's clear to me that like FFG, we just need some like clear information. Like that's all we need with the group. The community remains amazing. It's just, we need, we we do need a little bit more love and I don't feel bad asking for it. So yeah, you know, you gotta ask to get love, I guess. So I guess I guess I, I suppose that's where we're at. So everyone, send your emails. Send your emails to FFG and let's let's get some more news let's out. Let's start so. a letter writing campaign. That that's it. I mean, join me. I join me in my my weekly or monthly letters to FFG. I'm sure they just toss them in the spam box now. I'm sure they toss them in the spam <laughs> box. But awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Scott, again for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kenny. 
We encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel by sending an email to zionsfinestia at gmail.com and support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash zionsfinest. We are climbing up to our 200th Slack member, so it'd be awesome. We will we'll figure out some sort of prize. Actually, when we get our 200th member, we'll do a raffle. That's what we'll do so that people who have been with us forever, like Hassan, will, you know, maybe have a chance of winning. Although if I draw Hassan's name, I'll just toss it back in and draw somebody else. And but then we'll get memes we'll, about uh, it. Hassan Gate. That's that's true. Oh man, you're right. Never mind. Now I have to give it to him. No, I want to make but, those yeah, memes. Don't give it to him. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Awesome. So uh, yes, in, in, we encourage everyone to join us on the Slack channel. And thank you again, Scott, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, Kenny. Mm-hmm.